This is Vocalo, and I'm Jill Hopkins. James Spooner is the creator and the director of the Afropunk documentary that told the story of life as a black kid in a decidedly white scene in downtown Manhattan in the early 1990s. It spawned the festival of the same name that he was involved in until just a few years ago. He is now the face, the voice, and the teacher in a new mini-documentary called Time Decorated, The Musical Influences of Jean-Michel Basquiat. It's from the Broad Museum of Contemporary Art in Los Angeles, and joining me on the line to talk about both things is James Spooner. He probably came onto my radar with the Jeffrey Wright movie. Because mm. I think Yeah, he's probably a, me too. Yeah. Uh, when, when you were first exposed to his work, what were some first impressions that you had? I mean, I think it's just... By the time that I, that I was aware of Basquiat, which would have been in uh, the early 90s, his style of art was had already become like, um, you know, part of the cultural language. So seeing his work wasn't like jarring, like, whoa, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like, oh, this is the person who invented that. Yeah. It did, you know it, yeah. It did feel like discovering an origin story, of, exactly. Of sorts, exactly. And being so close to all of the places and and influence outside influences uh, of his yourself growing up in New York in the early nineties, that's you know that's a tangible connection. Were you interested in visual art at the time, or were you strictly just kind of a music head? I was into visual art. I went to um, LaGuardia High School for uh, for art, and I was uh, like a sculpture. I was a painter, but I was mostly a sculpture sculpture major. But um, yeah, I was fully immersed in visual art. I wanted to be a fine artist. Um, I may have known about Basquiat earlier because I probably learned about him in school. It just didn't register his like name to the imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always music and visual arts have always been played uh, a role in my life. Yeah, let's talk about uh, this this mini doc that mm-hmm. uh, that you are uh, participating in and have made. It's a great great representation of of the the links between visual art and music, especially for street artists you talk about no wave music and i think most people know of new wave music if you uh, especially if you lived through the 80s but what's what's no wave what makes it different from new wave considering both things kind of share uh, a scene well i think the first thing that you have to know about or you should know about before like uh addressing underground music is that uh, in a lot, in a lot of ways, it's largely very reactionary and, um, and what it's reacting to is the mainstream. So uh, no wave was this slight blip of a moment in, uh, in time in New York for music, Uh, you know, a small scene of, maybe 15 bands or something. 
and uh, filmmakers. The, the name No Wave is a play on and therefore like reactionary to New Wave. Uh, but, at, they, but at the time, they didn't even have, it was such a short-lived moment that they didn't even have a name for it as it was happening. Um, towards the end of the, the uh, uh, t- towards the end of that moment, there was a record that came out called No New York Comp. And I've read that that's where the, the term was coined. Um, I, I've also heard like an uh, interview with Lydia Lunch, who was one of the uh, people performing at the time. And, you know, just her just kind of jokingly saying like new wave, more like no wave. So, and it's like the, the thing that I think that a people don't really spend enough time talking about or like contemplating is that like all of these genres exist for marketing purposes. Uh, when you're actually like living in the moment, mm-hmm. unless you've come in to a scene very late in the, t- in the time, you're just like doing the thing, you yeah. know, hip hop wasn't called hip hop from day one. You know, there was all these different, names that people were playing with uh before a term got coined a uh, a record came out a uh marketer a record label or whatever was saying like this is what it's going to be called you know yeah uh even like techno was originally called detroit house you know um Punk was originally called New Wave before New Wave. And like grunge wasn't even a word that existed. Just a bunch of record people came together and were like, well, let's call this this so that we can sell kids Nirvana and Soundgarden and whatever as a package, you know? Yeah. I'm Jill Hopkins, and this is Vocalo joining me on the line talking about the new mini doc. Time decorated the musical influences of Jean-Michel Basquiat, James Spooner. You know, like a lot of the, the music that was coming out then, uh, his art got the attention of the, the, you know, the marketing folks, the people who could make money for him and for themselves off of all of this. Uh, when your whole ethos is underground and do-it-yourself and something like that happens... What do you do? I mean, you've got you've got a bit of that in your own career, I would say. Something that you mm-hmm. made just, you know, because you wanted to make it. Got the attention of some some big name people. What do you do in that in that instance? Well, I think that uh speaking for myself, I you know, I was I was different than Basquiat in that like um I didn't approach art with the intention of being famous. Uh, It's well documented that Basquiat had this interesting uh, juxtaposition of uh, having DIY ethics, but also wanting to be uh, rich and famous. You know, I grew up in the punk scene that like hammered down that wealth and fame are, uh, you know, that's selling out. And I definitely came up in the culture where selling out is probably the worst 
thing someone could say to, to you about your art. But yes, I mean, I made this the documentary Afropunk in the early 2000s. And if you see the film, it's like there aren't really anybody famous in it. And it's just about being a black person in the underground, dealing like specifically punk and hardcore. And I never expected it to to really move outside of the underground. It was just a, a, a piece that I, I needed to make. And I thought that it would be interesting and useful for the people who were in it and the people who are part of our community and maybe like our family, you know, to help explain ourselves to them or whatever, yeah. you know? And um, I quickly found out that like after screening it, that this experience of not fitting in with the black mainstream ideal was something that um, a lot of black people connect with. A lot, of, a lot of people who are mainstream, they're just not like, there's all, there's a very narrow lane of like what black is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And veering left or right of that, you're automatically like shunned as a sellout. You know, <laughs> you're automatically yeah. uh, told you're trying to be white or whatever. So I'm meeting, you know, church going, barbecue having, BET watching mainstream black folks who are the only black person at their job or, you know, pledged to a white fraternity or whatever it was. And they're telling me, like, I don't know anything about punk, but this Afropunk movie fully connects with, I fully connect to it. So, yeah, eventually, my, my little movie and the punk shows that I was putting together to uh, support it, and in the hopes of kind of building a little um, alternative black community, uh, a lane separate from hip hop and separate from, uh, well, let's say a lane separate from like, at the time it was like jiggy hip hop. This is like early, early 2000s, 2000s, right? Oh, yeah. So you had like, you had like Puffy, Jay-Z, right? Mm -hmm. And then as, as black people, these were your choices. You had Puffy, Jay-Z, or if you wanted to be something else, you had like outcast Erica Badu, you know? And while I felt like I can mix with either of these crowds to some extent, like there was definitely an, uh, something missing. And I felt like Afropunk could create that lane. Yeah. And, and it did at first, but then once corporate interest comes in, it's hard not to get caught up and, I found myself in the fourth year of the Afropunk Festival selling out in ways that I didn't feel comfortable with, you know, and just being like, oh, that decision was made for Mountain Dew. That decision was not made for this community that I'm trying to build. This is Vocalo. I'm Jill Hopkins. James Spooner joins me on the line. He is the narrator of a new mini-doc called Time Decorated, the musical influences of Jean-Michel Basquiat. The filmmaker joins me on the line. The nature of this kind of music, the nature of the scene, which is kind of felt 
like a Frankenstein of small parts of other scenes. The music feels like a Frankenstein. It's 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 often very uh, dissonant and um, you know not not, not necessarily sm- for mainstream ears. Yeah, it's know? there's nothing smooth about it. There's edges everywhere, and I think that that. If I'm Jean-Michel Basquiat, that makes sense to me because that is what my work also evokes. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it has like a uh, you know because most of the people who performed in no, no wave bands were perform were learning as they were performing. Yeah. Uh, it. It has a um, jazz-like, improv, improv-like feel, but it doesn't have like the talent of a seasoned musician. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's unlistenable, and yeah. sometimes like exciting stuff happens. Um, and I'm, you know, being like a lifelong fan of music under the punk umbrella will be like the very first person to stand up and say that like some of the best songs ever written were written by people who learned how to play their instrument, you know, in the last three months or something. Yeah. So I appreciate you uh, and the work that you're doing. Right on, so right I on. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. To see the documentary and learn more about the influences of Jean-Michel Basquiat, you can visit Vocalo.org or visit the Broad Museum themselves at thebroad.org. And you can visit James Spooner and see all of his artwork at Spooner's No Fun on Instagram. <laughs>